and rules under the scrutiny of bosses and management one show breaks all the rules to deliver entertaining compelling and educated radio and stand above all the rest and this show isn't it are you ready for this it's the jojo and scotty's show after the show enjoy hey man what's happening how are you i'm sore i'm sore and i'm tired because you're uh working out no man went for a run yesterday i would have i wish i would have but i didn't have time you get one of those things that go over the door jam and now you're doing (laughs) (laughs) pull-ups My buddy had that you know, growing up. Yeah. How's that okay for the wood that goes yeah. in there with a piece of... It never seemed like yeah. it was safe. No. Um, no, man. Yesterday, after the uh, after our show, we wanted to flip out. My little guy wants a real bed, right? He has bunk beds, and he's done... He's, he's at, He outgrew the bunk beds. So we wanted a real bed. So I, I flipped out uh, a, our guest bedroom's bed and gave it to him and then put the bunk beds in the guest room. Except it's like Ikea furniture. And so, dude, everything is with an Allen wrench. Right, yeah. It's a pain in the balls. It's, it's a like a, it's pain like an, It's like in, a quarter turn. Oh, you can't even swing that that's thing a thing. all the way around. You're in, you're in these, these weird, yeah. so I'm in, sitting Indian style on the floor, like under a piece. Yeah. You can only, yeah, you can only turn it like a quarter of the way. And, yeah, better oh. nestle in. You're in for the long haul there. The bunk beds, don't even get me started, man. It took me two hours to, to disassemble. Yeah. And then it took me another two hours to assemble. Yeah, I don't know why they have, uh, I don't know, there should be some type of uh, connection you could put to a drill or something with that thing. they got to make that thing easier. But they put them in these angles where you can't get to yeah. it. Oh, man. I'm, I started this process about 10.30 yesterday morning. Uh, wrapped up about 6.30. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, that's eight uh, bolts. Yeah, like, I, yeah. It was just, and it's that thing where, like, you're on the ground, and, you, and, and so, I, like, I get up, I can hear my bones yeah. cracking, and so I'm, I get up, because I've been sitting in the same weird position for an hour. Just get comfortable and put a movie on. That's all. You know, and then I, and then I, I knew things were going bad, because it, I, I, my, my wife started to, to like, really kind of, like, help out. And uh, she had her own stuff she was doing, but I think she heard me yelling and screaming enough, <laughs> where she was like, "All right, I think I need to yeah. intervene yeah. and and help this this poor schlub out." But yeah, and I, I you know, and, and then I look at my little guy and I go, "I'm like, you better love love this bed because you you have no idea the pain it was to switch out. There was nothing wrong with your bunk bed. Yeah, you're disassembling then reassembling. Oh, yeah. It's just what a pain, man. Like I, I like the furniture. It's just. It's one of those things where once it's put together, I never want to take right, it apart yeah. again. I think about that too. Like there's pieces of furniture I somehow got upstairs when I moved it to my house. Yeah, I don't know how it's coming back down. It's never, ever going to come back. Well, see, down that's again. the problem with the bunk bed. Was it's not like I could just take a piece apart and then get it out the door. The whole thing right, has yeah. to come apart. Yeah. So it's not like I, I couldn't. There's no way I could configure this to get out the door and around the hallway and back into another bedroom. It all. It just. I hate, I hate it. If I, I never want to do it again. Well, I should have came over with a saw. We would just cut in a bigger door, and then we'd just slide everything into the... Did you think about that at My all? very first apartment, <laughs> we had a couch when we were moving, and I don't know how we got it up there. Like you said, we got it up three flights of stairs, but we definitely knew we couldn't get it back down. Yeah. We chainsawed it in three sections <laughs> and yep. just tossed it out. Hey, everybody. Uh, two for Tuesday. We'll get into that. Back-to-back song. Same artist. Also going to find a ZXL Workforce employee of the day today, too. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to go see a very, very Oscar-worthy movie with Tom Hanks called A Man Called Otto. Right? You probably saw the ads for it. It's a very serious yeah. Tom Hanks film. Yeah, he's not having fun in the movie. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Hanks, A Man Called Otto. Looks great. It's going to be at the Square Theaters, Tilton Square, Harbor Square, or Ventnor Square. We'll get with those tickets coming up. Your first pick of the morning. Uh, one of the greatest artists of all time. His name is Warren Zevon. This is him doing Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me. 100.7 ZXL, South Jersey's Rock Station, ZXL Morning Show. Good morning, everybody. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! 
fucking thing sucks. I'm Scotty. Good morning. Here's some news for yous. The share of American students who started kindergarten this past school year with proof they were vaccinated against diseases like measles and polio has fallen for a second consecutive year. That's coming from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For the 2021-22 school year, an estimated 93% of the country's nearly 4 million kindergarten children had recorded getting their recommended vaccines for guarding, like, uh, for guarding against things like measles, tetanus, polio, and varicella. Uh, that is down from 94% during 2020-2021 uh, and 95% during 2019-2020 to before the pandemic. I don't know what kind of shots I've had. I think I was feeling You've something else. Well, yeah. You've definitely had polio. You've had tetanus. You've had measles, mumps, rubella, that that stuff. Yeah. I think I had a. We all did. Trying to think what I had to get. I had to get something when my kid was born in order to get in the hospital. I don't know if that was a flu shot or not. You mean a shot? Why would I get a? Why would I get a shot of AIDS? Uh, I remember you used to have to get an AIDS test to get married. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. Um, I get it, man. People, that'd be kind of tough too if you're trying to marry abroad. You're like, hey, by the way, can you take an AIDS? Yeah, you have to take a blood test. Um, I guess to find out if you had STDs or not. Yeah, I, I want to know. She's yeah. not clean, you know? Um, so I get Especially it, man. If you meet her down the shore. Families are like, hey, um, you know, you lied to us about all this, the, the COVID vaccine stuff, right? Um, so uh, did you lie to us about these other vaccines? Now, I don't think they did. I think they've been around for 50, 60, some 70 years. So we have some re- real research. Sure. But I, I think people are. Don't trust the government. Yeah, you hear that name vaccine now. It's tainted. Uh, The White House and the U.S. Secret Service said yesterday they do not maintain visitor logs for President Joe Biden's personal home in Wilmington, Delaware, a day after a top House Republican called for the release. The quote is like every president across decades of modern history, his personal residence is personal. The White House acknowledged on Saturday that more pages with classified markings were discovered at Biden's Delaware home than had been previously disclosed. No, no, you take on this position. You know, I think you owe us all an explanation of who's coming to your house and why they're coming to your house, especially when you find out what happened over the weekend. Last I week hope it's cool documents. people like Kanye. Like, at least when Trump was um, in the White House, he would have uh, really wacky people in the Oval Office. Remember, he would have, like, the McMahons from the WWE. Kid Rock would just show up. How about Obama? There was Cool in the Gang. He had a yeah. whole—I mean, he had a whole concert there at the White House. It was pretty awesome. You know, that's—give that. me somebody fun. Like, give me— I don't know. Joe Biden, he's old. So, you know, wouldn't it be cool if... Like it, Tony Bennett swings by to say, yeah, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah. Right, right. You know, Tony Bennett. Sylvester Stallone. You know. Old I'm, Sly's in town. Uh, you know, yeah. Like Rod Stewart just pops <laughs> by his house in Wilmington, Delaware, just to hang out. Uh, that is... Unless oh. it's Gigi Ping, then it's not okay. Who? Who's that Gigi Ping? Who's the guy in China? Who's Gigi Ping? Gigi Ping? Who's the guy in China? Oh no! Do you mean Z? Z is it Z? Z Ping? <laughs> what? Sesame has joined the list of major food allergens. You trying to <laughs> pronounce that name is fantastic. Sesame has joined the list of major food allergens that are now required to be declared on food labels, according to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The new rule went into effect January 1st of 2023. It requires that all foods made and sold in the U.S. must be labeled if they contain sesame, which is now the nation's ninth major allergen. The other eight allergens are milk, eggs, fish, crustacean, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans. Advocates for families coping with allergies lobbied for years. To have sesame added to the list of major Okay, I, pron- I pronounced it wrong. It's spelled X-I Z. space. It's Z. It's X-I and there's space and then J-I-N-P-I-N-G, which is Z-I? Z. 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 X-I, yes. Yeah. So Z. Z. Jinping. I just call him Z. Oh, Z. Jinping. Oh, yeah, I did get that wrong. Yeah, you wow. got it way wrong. You call him Gigi Ping is wow. what you call them. Well, I, like I believe Gigi Ping was in a band with Iggy Pop for a while. Do you know that for sure? Uh, that's news. What about sports? Cowboys beat the Bucks 31 to 14. Tom Brady said there's no timetable for his decision if he's going to return to the NFL. It looks like he's probably not going to return to the Buccaneers. A lot of uh, people are saying he'll go to Vegas and play for the Raiders. He can still make throws, man. He was. Yeah. He looked okay last night. Other than the rest I of the team think, crumbling look, around, him. I don't think this season was his fault. I just think it was a bad coach and a bad team. Yeah. Sixers, Clippers. That's going to be tonight. Bruins beat up on the Flyers yesterday, six nothing. Flyers, Ducks. That's this evening. There you go. That's news. That's sports. Yeah. A chance of rain today. High up to forty five. Clouds tonight. Open at low of forty one. Tomorrow for your Wednesday, sun clouds and a high up to fifty four. 
35 outside right now, two for Tuesday, 100.7 ZXL, South Jersey's rock station, ZXL Morning Show. You know my buddy who came clean and got about gambling, hit me up last night for more money? <laughs> well, now he can because now you know he has an addiction. Well, here, here, and here's – It's why not wanna, my fault. It's an addiction. And that's it's why a I want to bring it up. I got to bring it up, man, because, okay, he's borrowed money from me. He finally he finally did pay me well, back, Well, he's been right? doing this now for, well, years, maybe. Oh, my maybe. God, it's been and a while, And we were man. speculating, is it drugs? Is it alcohol? Um, is he just bad with finances? And he finally admitted to you and your buddies that, hey, man, I, I, I'm borrowing money from you guys. Because it was weird. It would be like $20 or $30. Yeah. But he'd hit like 10, 10 of you up in a night. Knowing that if one or two of you say yes, it's a good night. Dude, he would hit us up with the same exact text. Oh, like, yeah, copy like and paste? He would copy yeah. and paste it. <laughs> to the point where I like I, I didn't mind. I'm like, you know what? Okay. What I, he didn't know was you guys had a separate text thread. Yeah, we're like, where you, every time he did it, you would all, it would like be like a fire alarm yeah. going off. Oh, yeah. We're like, is he back at it? Yeah, yeah. And it would be like a, a random Tuesday night. I thought it was just because he's 50 years old working in radio because that's what happened. You have no so money. He's gambling on like, Rough. If it's Tuesday, if it's a random Tuesday, like he's gambling on like a nothing everything, NBA game. Everything. And here's the difference between my gambling and his gambling. I gamble to have fun. I'm not going to miss a car payment. I'm not going to get a house payment. None of that stuff. You I come don't, close. Yeah, I'm just having some fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having some fun. And then I stash the money away. I hide it from my wife and then I put it all down at the craft table at Borgata over the weekend. But yeah, so he starts hitting me up over uh, last night about the about gambling, right? He wants to borrow money. So I, I get it. But you already told me you're gambling. But yeah. you also told me too that you're going to get help for it. Now, well, I'm not, not yet, because you know why? This is a lock, and if you give me this money, I can make it back. It's not gambling if you think you're going to win. It's sure. a lock. Yeah. So yeah. let me get this bet in before I go get the help I need. But let me tell you, man, this is guaranteed. This is like a drunk who's like, "I'm going to go to rehab." But you know what? You mean like me when I started diet? The month is almost over. <laughs> so let me finish drinking throughout January and. February 1, I'm in rehab, I promise. Well, I felt I felt like I, I didn't want him to quit so soon because he quit, but he still owed me money. And I'm like, yeah. well, I'd, re- I'd like for you to get maybe one or two locks down this <laughs> week so you can pay me the money back. So he finally pays me back. But his thing is, well, I'm going to go get help. But he hasn't gotten any help yet. And I think this is one of those things where if you really are going to stop gambling, I think he just ran out of money because gambling is one of those things where, I don't know, you can't just go get a little fix in here and there. You actually need money to go gamble. I also think that he's like a guy who admits the cheating. He now thinks that he cleared the table. So he's like, well, I told you it's for betting. Yeah. So now I feel like we start, like everything, the past is cleared away, so we're starting fresh yeah. now. Now, it's not a clean slate until you pay Joe back all the money yeah. that you owe. It's like when a guy finally admits to his girlfriend, yeah, I've been an awful boyfriend, an awful husband, I bet you. And like he feels great because he got everything off his chest, but you just atomic bombed your marriage. Well, and I know too, like, like I know guys that have gone through real rehab with drugs, serious, like real, real bad stuff, man. Yeah, I, but I know gone- guys who had. Serious gambling addictions where they've lost homes and oh, families yeah. and cars and everything like that. Kids but, kids don't talk to them anymore. Like, I know these addicts too, man. Like, they make it a point to go and talk to other addicts. Like, they're still yeah. involved in all that. They have somebody that's going to help and coach them. They, they go and talk to the meetings. I'm like, well, what does your gambling ad- You say you're going to well, get help. What's weird is his sponsor what kind of is his you, book. What kind of help do you get if you're a gambler? Like, are you going to go? You go, go, you to- go to, there's, uh, there's, I'm um, like, you go to meetings. There's, I'm sure, 12-step program. It's a lot like an alcohol or drug addiction. Right, right. I haven't seen any of that go down yet. And no, don't you don't think he has, he's taking the steps required? I don't think he has any intentions at all, like I said. like No, I think, he's, I think in his head he's not stopping gambling, but he told you, you and your friends about it, so now everything's out in the open. I also think, so, too, is maybe he doesn't think that gambling is a real addiction because it's, you know, it's— it's not like drugs. You can do. You can have pretty good weekends on gambling. It doesn't have to all be bad. You know, it's like when uh, when you got a buddy who's putting on weight, and you see him eating a whole pizza, and it's like, well, you talk, You just said you wanted to get healthy. Well, you know, it's an addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a problem. Yeah. You know, it's I eat my feelings. Yeah. Well, well uh, what? Well, get help. You get the help you need. This kid's never going to get the help he needs. I'm also like too. Like even on the, the text thread with the buddies, I'm like. Man, if he would just listen to me, he yeah. might not be so bad. Maybe he's just a bad gambler. Right. How are you that bad at gambling? I hope he's betting on Little League games, <laughs> high school, middle school basketball games, because that would be fun. There used to be awesome stories, man, about how, like, you know, the girlfriend was in the hospital. Oh, and I'm the, like, the wow. makeup, the, just oh. the made-up stuff. Yeah, really pulling at the strings, you know. Yeah, that's when – you, when you're with someone who's in the throes of any type of addiction – 
the lies they spew. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and you'll catch them. Just lie on top of lie on top of lie. Like, yeah. we had that for a while here in the studio. And it was just one of these things where it's like, you just catch the lie. And you you almost feel bad. You don't even call him out on it. But it's like, he, we you, we know this is a made-up story. Even my wife. You have money on this game? No, no. No, no, no. no. What do you mean? No. What happened game? to that money in your yeah, drawer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a crazy oh, story. Crazy. Do you know, the? I was going to donate. A bunch of clothes, the Goodwill. Do you know the money was in a pocket of a shirt and I took it to Goodwill? I can't believe I did that. Let's just say that stack is going way down in the last few weeks with me. <laughs> you're gonna go to you're gonna go to a 12-step program with him. Uh, I got a pair of tickets for a very cool movie called A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. It's gonna be at the Square Theaters, Tilton Square, Harbor Square, Ventnor Square. If you wanna go see a man called Otto, 609-677-107. 609 609- 677 609-677-107. A Man Called Otto, starring Tom Hanks at the Square Theaters. You get to choose Tilton Square, Harbor Square, or Ventnor Square. Wide open phone lines right now. Dial up right now. Uh, very cool movie. I've watched the trailer actually a couple times. Tom Hanks, looking old, but you know he's old. Yeah, of course. 609-677-107. It's not bachelor party Tom Hanks anymore. <laughs> 609-677-107. 609-677-107. Uh, tickets for A Man Called Otto, starring Tom Hanks. If you want them, 609-677-107. We get back. We'll do some rock news. JoJo and Scotty, rock news. Who knew? Axel Rose was such a good friend to Lisa Marie Presley. Uh, Axel was being interviewed by People Magazine. Uh, he said, I will miss my friend Lisa. Her passing, just as her son's, uh, or as a kid, her father's, doesn't seem real. Lisa loved her family, all her children. My heart goes out to them. In 2020, Lisa Marie Presley's son, Benjamin, died by suicide at the age of 27. Uh, Her son's passing, Axel said, was shocking, tragic, and devastating. It was something that, at a point, you obviously didn't want to bring up, but awkwardly would in an effort to let her know you cared and were thinking about her about them and to be uh, any comfort one could be. Uh, I wanted her to be happy, to feel good about things, at least as much as one could under the circumstances. And really with the closeness of the relationship, one could hope. But truthfully, it didn't seem, at least without some real time passing, a reasonable reality. He continued, what comes after life, who knows, but I'd like to think that she's together with her son and her dad, Elvis. Uh, and life is happy together now. Seems like kids and musicians can't just have a normal life. Like a like a popular musician, can they have a kid and a kid? I don't know. Maybe he's a car dealer. Uh, maybe, right, he works at, maybe he works over at the uh, the Walmart in the back running a forklift. I was going to bring this up, right? So Lisa Marie Presley, we talked about it last week when she passed away. Um, she always seemed to have a black cloud over her. Like there was always this sadness about her because she was a kid and her dad was the biggest celebrity in the world, and he died. And uh, he, he, you know, he, he died because of, you know, uh, an addiction that really wasn't even his own. It was the people that surrounded him. Did he die on the toilet? He died in the bathroom of a heart Did attack. He? I don't, was he sitting on the toilet? I don't know. I believe he had. He was on the floor when yeah. they found him. Um, but he was given these pills to go perform. You know, here, Elvis, here's a bunch of pills to go out on stage. Like we do for Biden. Okay, Elvis, here's a bunch of pills to go to sleep because you have to get some sleep yeah. because we have to go perform get tomorrow. Get, give you more pills to go back on stage. And then on top of it, the guy, you know, he was a, a, a good old boy from, you know, I think he was from Arkansas. Um, he liked to eat things like deep fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Yeah. So he would put on 50 pounds when he wasn't working. And then, then you when, give him a pill to get the weight well, off so, so then, then he can he go to get, sleep and then wake back up and go to perform. He would go book a movie and they'd say you'd yeah. have you have to lose the weight cuz you got to be a sex symbol. Yeah. And they would give him a pill to lose <laughs> the weight. And it's this cycle, right? Uh, Marvin Gaye the 3rd, the eldest son of Marvin Gaye. He was arrested over the weekend for domestic violence and assault with a deadly weapon. He pointed a gun at his wife and a cousin. Now, this is a family man that's cursed. Yeah. Because Marvin Marvin Gaye the 3rd's in trouble. But his dad, Marvin Gaye, was shot by his dad. That's right. That's right. Because Mar- yeah. Marvin Gaye, the performer, the very talented performer, the Motown performer, was addicted to cocaine. Yeah. And the father was scared for his life 
um, and Marvin had lost everything and was living back home with his mom and dad. How see? sad is that? See what I'm right? saying? See? This is like three or four years post-sexual healing, and he's back home living with mom great and dad. song. Such a great right? song. So, his, so Marvin is all coked up. The dad shoots him and dies. It's just like, yeah, man, yeah. you get some money, and you and and then you get some drugs, yeah. and it's like you just can't get it together. Like I, want, I think one of the temptations died in a crack house. I think it was David Ruffin died in a crack. You're a temptation, dude. I know your life should be awesome. Uh, Kiss frontman Paul Stanley said about the band's farewell tour, "End of the Road." Um, he said instead of just kind uh, just kind of dying out there, they'd like to do it on their own terms, and that's why they're doing this. Uh, he said the end of Kiss has a touring entity is unavoidable. Um, I'd rather do it to 100,000 people than to 10,000 people. I get that. I think you're watching that with Tom Brady last night. You know, was this year too far? Right, yeah. Did, yeah. What Should have he retired last year? You always want to go at the end of that Super Bowl. And if you're yeah. if you're in your latter years, man, and you, boy, just end it right there. You know, I thought after the divorce thing, uh, Tom Brady would rally have a great second half of the season it did not happen yeah but yeah man you know you want to go out on top and i think that's what kiss is trying to do you know but they do it in kiss fashion so we'll see they have no end date by the way yeah to their end of the road tour it just feels like a payday after payday after payday that's all you know he said um he said adrenaline makes you do stupid things so people want to get out there and keep getting that adrenaline on stage but eventually you do have to pull the plug uh, Sammy Hagar was on Fox News. He was on the Neil Cavuto show. And he said, uh, I've had so many dreams that I've never dreamt, uh, you know, come true. And I, of course, all I really dreamt about was someday being a rock star, rich and famous guy, you know, and being able to take care of my mother and my family, have a beautiful home, beautiful car. That was it. You know, a gold record maybe on the wall. And he said, my gut is really what guides me. If I feel something's right, I do it. If I don't, I don't do it. I'm not interested in doing things just for money. And I think that's part of my success. That's coming from the great Sammy Hagar. Why was he on Fox News? Why not? Yeah. Uh, he has a show that's on Fox Nation now. Oh, okay. So I guess uh, he's, part sense, of the, sure. he's part of the Fox News family. <laughs> the Red Rocker. There you go, some rock yeah, news. My, hate, my kid hates animals now. And he was real gung-ho, man, to, uh, to volunteer at one of these... Uh, like these rescue places. Okay, animal shelter, yeah. So we, uh, we did this live nativity, and uh, he falls in love. Like, they got, we had sheep and donkeys and stuff out there. He thought it was the coolest thing, There's a right? very cool spot uh, in Mays Landing called the Funny Farm. Yes, we've gone before. And we that's, like a, that's a very, very cool spot. That woman does uh, awesome work, and people can go out there and volunteer. So he, uh, so he loves the animals. You know, put them away. You know, he wants to say a goodbye to the animals. So he's yep. really cool with the animals we have at the nativity scene. He put them in a trailer to trail them away. So we, so my wife's like, well, let's let me call down there and see if there's a time where you can go and you go see the animals. You can volunteer and help out. You know, do some do some hard labor. You know, work on the yeah. farm a little bit. He's like, it's gonna ah. be shoveling poop. He loves it. He think it'd be awesome. Yeah, he wants to do it. Now over the weekend they go to one of the. It's not the funny farm. It was one near me up near Williamstown. So it wasn't as as good as the funny farm, I guess. So my wife takes the kids there and the family. I'll go out there. <laughs> it was it was one of those ones they they talk about on Dateline. What did they call them? Puppy mills. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was a terrible experience. Now apparently they have a goat, right? That even the woman admits they shouldn't have the goat out there around people because the goat's kind of a little bit of Dude, a bastard. Goats are a holes because yeah. they they'll ram you. Yeah, and that's what happened. My uh, my my father in law's a mailman, and he uh, he delivers to some farms. And, dude, he gets chased by these goats. He hates it to the point where the people have told him, just throw everything over the fence and just leave it because we know that the goats are a-holes and they're going to attack you. So my kid comes home. He's like, I was like, how was it? He's like, awful, awful. (laughs) Like, what happened? He shows me he's got a a mark on his leg, right? Apparently there was a goat with one little horn that decided he wanted to spear my child in the thigh. Have you ever seen them hit heads? Yeah, that, dude, that's ram. I mean, that's where we the, rams. That's yeah. why they're called what? Why they're called that? They ram into each yeah. other. Yeah, and it's like it, they they head they run at each other full speed and hit each other's heads. And that's what this one did. He, he lowered his head. Yeah, and he just kind of speared him. So you got like a little. Mark. They'll take your legs out, man. Got a little mark on his leg. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah. yeah he's and, he he felt like this is people who watch Yellowstone, and they're like, yo. I want to be a cowboy and yeah. a rancher. Spend a day, yeah. really, like a real really day, doing a rancher. not Kevin Costner day. Yeah. 
spend a real day yeah. going to a real farm, you're not going to want to be a cowboy or a rancher. Yeah, by the way, if you watch Yellowstone, they lose a tremendous amount of money every year. That thing makes it makes him zero money to live yeah. out oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, he loses. Yeah, he's, yeah. That's the whole point yeah. of the show is he's losing his yeah. ranch. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sorry, man. He's like, yeah. And then guess what? I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, I'm feeding another goat, and the goat takes my glove off my hand. I'm like, okay, so it was a bad experience. He said, another yeah. thing, man. Where when we feed these animals, you got to be careful; yeah. they'll bite you. Yeah. So he pretty much, you know, he he pretty much said, "F the animals." I'm all done. Yeah, I'm all done with the animals. Sounds like a cool idea. The big sheep outside for the nativity scene that was fun. But if I actually got to go on to an actual farm yeah. and do all then deal with all this nonsense, he's like, "Nah, nah, nah. I'm cool, man. Forget these stupid animals." Yeah, that's where um I think like Paris Hilton had to deal with this. Um, like, kids who are bad, the Catch Me Outside girl, yeah. uh, Dr. Phil Center, one of these places, they're for kids that are bad, and uh, it, they, they, like, they run out of places to get sent to. Like, Juvie is all out. Like, they've ta- they're tapped out. Yeah, you send right? them to the farm. So they send them to these farms <laughs> to work because it's like, all right, it's cheap labor, and maybe it'll teach the kids, yeah. you know, some work ethic. Yeah, no, it and teaches them to hate animals. That's what. Well, that's what the Catch Me Outside <laughs> girl said. The Catch Me Outside girl's like, the next thing you know, I'm on Dr. Phil, and then I'm on a farm, like trying to. It's <laughs> 6 a.m. They're having me milk cows. She goes, "It was awful." Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's when you really got to take care of animals. Yeah, it ain't fun. Nah, that volunteering thing. It looks cool in the beginning, and then you actually get down into the nitty gritty. Like yeah. it's hard enough to get your kid to feed the dog. Yeah. Now imagine now he's got to yeah. he's got to clean up after animals that aren't his own. Yeah. And they're dirty as hell. Because <laughs> that's the other thing. It's not a clean job yeah. at all. He saw the best. He saw the well-groomed sheep come out of the trailer and hang out the nativity yeah. scene. Yes. And he saw them get back on the trailer and they were gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a kid. Yeah. It's like my little guy. He watches football and he's like, I want to be that. Yeah. But he doesn't know what it takes to be that yet. Yeah. That your brain gets smashed Well, in. he doesn't know the work that has to yeah. go. He only sees the NFL player out on the field making lots of money and making these incredible plays. Yeah. He doesn't know that that kid started when he was seven. Sure, they're hitting the weight room and they've got a diet and, and everything else. And he's worked all his yeah. life and gave up yeah. his entire life to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, we get, uh, we get back. We'll knock out some trash. New details are coming out about this uh, meltdown that Britney Spears had, even though we said maybe it's not a meltdown. Maybe her and her husband were just fighting at an Applebee's. So they were at a restaurant in Los Angeles over the weekend, and her and her husband were having a fight. So people were like, oh, she's manic again, talking gibberish. Her husband stormed out. However, a new video appears to contradict the eyewitness account, simply showing Britney Spears shielding her face with a menu while another patron filmed her with a cell phone. Yeah, because she's trying to eat her chicken tenders. That's right. Uh, It did not show her speaking incoherently or her husband leaving in a huff. He left to take a phone call. Uh, It seems like people were just making up stories. And this is what happens, man. You try and go to the Golden Corral as Britney Spears. This is what happens. (laughs) And then the story comes out. And it's it's a total lie. But this is what we want. We can't wait to see the downfall of this girl. Even though he just got married last week, it looks like Kanye West is losing more people in his life. His legal team. Uh, fired him yesterday using a newspaper ad. Oh, they just took it out an ad? <laughs> like when a, when a player leaves a city? <laughs> Thanks, Kanye, for the memories. You were great. Uh, they said it's a breakdown in communication. Kanye stopped calling them. Uh, as a result, the docs say uh, the company may use alternative means to reach him, uh, including putting ads in a L.A.-based newspaper and publishing the order from a judge, which allows them to withdraw from the case, which they've done. So they fired Kanye via a newspaper ad because per Kanye's contract with them, that's how you communicate with him. Wow, so you got to be out of your mind. He is out of his mind. Uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are speaking out against Jeremy Clarkson's new public apology for the offensive article he wrote about Markle in December. The 62-year-old British broadcaster shared a statement on Instagram Monday expressing remorse for writing the controversial article that was published in The Sun last month where he vented about his hate for Meghan on a cellular level. Well, did you find out? 
Well, you find out now with this new book that uh, Prince Harry wrote, right? The whole big hoopla last year was the royal family's racist. They hated Meghan Markle because she's part black. So then Harry writes in his book, that's not true at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was the but big, that no was... one is apologizing to the royal family. Right, yeah. Like the royal family's sitting there going, how about somebody say, hey, we're sorry. Like, So they weren't gambling on the shade of the baby when it no, came out. No, they said the conversation happened, but it was a family conversation going, I wonder what tone of, a, of skin right. he's going to have because he is going to be part African-American. Right, yeah. And um, Which is Harry a, himself. A question, sure, yeah. Harry himself. Every parent has said yeah. that. If you marry an Irish guy, is my kid going to be super pale and freckly? I question my second child in his shade of his skin. Very olive skin. Uh, so, yeah, Prince Harry had said in his book, he goes, no, there was no racism at all with yeah. the royal family. And so it's like, okay, well, then everything that your wife says is a lie. Right. Like, you went on Oprah and destroyed the royal family with that stupid interview. But now in your book, you're saying that none of that happened. Yeah, sounds like he wants to come back sometime. Well, they're saying that Hollywood kind of has shunned them. Yeah. So, like, they don't have the royal family anymore. They moved to Hollywood to be Hollywood. And Hollywood doesn't want them either. Yeah. So where do you go? Jersey? Yeah. <laughs> like, what happens? Do you move to Collingswood? You know, what happens there? Uh, a guy from American Idol, C.J. Harris, he died Sunday after suffering a heart attack. Only 31 years old, man. It's a lot. These uh, young people die from heart attacks. He uh, He's from Alaska. So he was in Jasper, Alaska when he died. He was on the series in 2014. We talked about Lisa Marie Presley uh, earlier in the show. Uh, it looks like Graceland, which is, you know, she inherited Graceland from her father. Uh, it will stay in the Presley family. Her three daughters inherit Graceland now. So, party house. Is it like an amusement park? I've never been. No, it's a big museum. Okay. All right. But she lived there for a majority of her life yeah. while it was a museum. Um it's so, kind of cool, like when you visit the White House, you don't know if the president's going <laughs> to yeah. walk around the corner. Oh, there's Lisa Marie. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, her, uh, her, she has two twin daughters that are teenagers, and an older daughter, I think, who's twenty five ish, who's an actress. So they'll inherit uh, Graceland. Uh, let's see here. Noel Gallagher, you know uh, what band he's from? No. Uh, he is from the band Oasis. Him and his brother Liam. Well, Noel and his wife Sarah are. Divorcing after 12 years of marriage. Well, that's sad. Uh, Bow Wow. Remember Lil Bow Wow? Yes, I do remember Lil Bow Wow. He expressed his desire to see hip-hop start a union, like the NBA Players Association. <laughs> uh, he said that uh, he's not the first either. Chuck D from Public Enemy, Curtis Blow, and KRS-One all want to form the Hip-Hop Alliance Union. There were some solid names there, man. You want to throw it back a little bit? Sure. sure. What do you get with this union? What? What are we doing? Uh, there you go. Some trash for you. It's a two for Tuesday on 100.7 ZXL, South Jersey's Rock Station. ZXL Morning Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm great. Good. What's your name? Christine. Uh, Christine, we'll make it a ZXL Workforce Employee of the Day. Uh, what do you do for a living? I work for Atlantic City Electric. Oh, okay. You AC electric. electric off? <laughs> uh, you yeah. also had a book and a movie named after you. Okay. Oh, yeah, right? The car? Yeah, the car. The car that's possessed. Mm-hmm. And then it kills people. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I, I don't think it gets like, because, uh, you know, Carrie came out a couple years before and was the big hit. Christine right. is an underratedly great movie. Yeah, it is, right? Hey, I got a question for you. They say you can't shut someone's power off, right, if they have uh, things in the house that keep them alive. Is that true? Yeah. That okay, true. so so my uh, my my wife is in an iron lung. <laughs> do, do, would you be able to cut my power off? No, you would not. No. Okay, how about I call up? I'm like, listen, I'm way behind. I know, I'm about nine months behind in my bill, and I can't pay it. But I have a sleep apnea machine. Can you shut me down? Um, wow, sleep apnea. That's a great question. Okay, because it doesn't really keep me alive, but it kind of does because Reggie White died from not He did. One. He did die from that. Uh, Christine. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that today. Okay. That's one of those, yeah, that's one of those, um, those like, brown areas, like gray areas. <laughs> You're really not sure about it. Uh, you know, when it shuts off in the middle of the night and I'm gasping for air because I have a plastic face mask over top of me. <laughs> 
Well, you usually safe overnight because we don't have people that do cuts overnight. So gotcha. you're good. Okay. So you're gonna get that night of sleep. But well, I would like for you to I would like for you to circle back with the answer to that question because I think there's people out there who would like to know that. Answer. How about like my little guy likes to play Xbox, right? That's not a reason why. You guys wouldn't. You you definitely would cut my power still. Yeah, we would do that. Yeah. But, what if he's? But we would offer you a payment plan because we don't want to cut you. We I love know. everybody. Yeah, I know. That's well, what I'm on now. I do okay. like $8 a month. You'll, awesome. ap- I, you'll appreciate this, and hopefully you'll take this to your water cooler later on today. Uh, jo- Jojo had a buddy who got his power cut off, and then so he ran an extension cord from a neighbor's house to his house. <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. I remember uh, going over there. Yeah, yeah. He's some, I, yeah. I believe that story. Yes. You know, I've heard pretty much everything. I'm sure you have. All right, Christine, who works for AC Electric, you're going to see a man called Otto at the Square Theaters, all right? Awesome. Thank you. You stay on hold. A true story, man. I remember going to his house, and he had one extension cord. <laughs> I remember you telling me. From his me. friend's house, plugged into their outside outlet into his house, and he was able to run an extension cord with, like, lamps and TV and everything else for it. And we know this because our buddy at the time was living with him. <laughs> so we, we know that that is that's true. That's that's tough, man. It's one thing, like, um, if you have someone living, like, in an RV or a camper out in front of your house and you run an extension cord to that. Yeah. It's but a, it's another yeah. thing to run an extension cord from one legit foundationed home to another legit foundation yeah, home. Listen, man, he, in his defense, he was in his late 30s, early 40s when all this went down, so he couldn't possibly have his life do- together. I, mean, I know, because you know, in my basement, I run a bunch of extension cords for my son, who has his room down there. Yeah, but you're in your house. And I, 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 I try not to overload them, because they do get hot. Yeah. Right? I can only imagine that if you're powering a whole house on one extension cord, yeah. it's got to be a pretty heavy-duty extension yeah, cord. Yeah, yeah. Electrically, I think there's something wrong there. Yeah, I know electricians like to chime in on the show. Yeah, chime in. Because I do that at Christmas. The worst thing they could have done is make a Christmas light string, right? With a, a plug on top of the plug. Because I think I had like 13 or 14 plugs plugged into one plug, but it all fits in the other plug. Because as a normal person, you think if it fits, then it should be safe. Yeah, that's where um, I let my son uh, configure some stuff when he first got his room in the basement. And he just plugged everything into one outlet strip. Yeah. And yeah. then about an hour later, he's like, something's burning. <laughs> and, dude, it's that thing you see, like, on a PSA. It was just a brown, melted power strip. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, dude, how about this? From now on, I do all the electric work. <laughs> uh, we get back. We'll knock out some headlines. 100.7 ZXL South Jersey's Rock Station. ZXL Morning Show on a two for Tuesday. I get these young guys now, man. You know, coach, NFL coaches are getting younger and younger. Like that kid from um, the Rams, and I can call him a kid because he's younger than me. Um, he's been a coach now for like seven, eight seasons, and he's like 34, yeah, I 35. I think about that too, being 48. I'm like, this kid, this, the yeah. coach of my favorite team is is 42 years old. So um, you used to have to be old to be a coach. The guy, Clingsbury, is that his name? He was from the Cardinals. Yes. Right? Yeah. And Cardinals had a bad season. He had signed an extension. But the season ended up so poorly that they fired him, right? Yeah. And he's a young guy, young, good-looking guy. So word got out over the weekend, because he got fired last week, that, um, yeah, he he gets – so the way it works, man, and God bless him, he gets to keep that extension money because he signed the contract. Yeah, got to pay it out, yeah. So they got to pay him out. So he's going to get paid a lot of money for a long time. Remember the guy for the Panthers, Matt Rule? He paid he, – yeah. He signed, it was like an eight-year contract, and I think he got bounced after year number two, which is awesome. And he even said, he goes, I'm just going to sit at home. Sure. Well, he goes, why yeah. not? And here's the, so so this guy, Clingsbury, right? He puts out, I guess, puts out a press release saying, I'm buying a one-way ticket to Thailand. I may never come back. Wow, and he's done. He's like, ah, yeah. He goes, if I get the itch for it, he goes, I definitely yeah. don't have it right now. I don't know what's in Thailand that he's doing, yeah. but he's like, hey, man, I'm going to take my millions and millions and millions of dollars that you're still paying me, and I'm going to go live a life in Thailand and not worry about your dumb NFL. Maybe he bought Thailand, <laughs> so which and, is odd because you really – usually when you're in that position, you have such a love for the sport, you're fighting to get back. I you think come the, back I, as I a think coordinator some of these guys and they'll bring so, it back as a head coach at one point. But I think some of these guys are so burnt, and they make so much money now. Um, and they're yeah, young. Like, look at Dick Vermeil, dude. Dick Vermeil, 
you know, he ended up burning himself out after that, you know, what by 81, yeah. right? Um, he, came back he ended, up, he ended up having to turf. take 10 years off. Yeah. yeah. He took 10 years off and then came back and, you know, ended up being a great coach in his later years. And now they're saying that with that kid from the Rams. Was it McVay? Yeah. Dude, he not only could could go leave the Rams, right, and he's like 35, He could. They, they're offering him tons of money because he's a good-looking dude. To go do uh, like be an NFL analyst. Yeah, I heard, right? good, I heard he has he has a great personality. So he's a lot of fun. He's already made a ton of money coaching and won a Super Bowl. He could do ten years of yeah. being an NFL analyst and make a gazillion yeah. dollars. Still come back and coach and only be in his mid forties. Well, I like these kids, man. The, the, like the Reggie Bushes and um, who was some of the other uh, like Brady Quinn. These guys, yeah, they come out of college. You know, great, they suck you know, it up. Yeah, they suck it up in the NFL. Now they're all doing like um, like college pregame. Yeah, dude, these kids have the rest of their life is just made. That's what you, Tebow does. You still have your brain. You know, you're not. You're not. Yeah. Your health is is perfect. You're a good looking guy, and you're still doing what you love, man. You're going to now, colleges. There are guys who it didn't work out for. Like uh, who was the, the quarterback for the Saints? He got booted after a year because he was awful. Um, he was the guy. He was the guy. He just retired a couple years ago. Did one season, I think, with NBC, and he was so bad. That now he's the coach of Purdue. Yeah, I'm trying to think of you right? talking about. Um, yeah. There was yeah. a guy. There was a tight end for the Cowboys who retired, went and did one season. <laughs> I think for I think it was Monday Night Football. Was so bad that he went back and played tight yeah, end yeah. again. It doesn't always work. It out. It doesn't yeah. always yeah. work out. But yeah, man, these guys, these young coaches, they got the world by the yeah. balls. Yeah, because you're making your a ton of 40s. money. It's not like. The Dick Vermeils and who was the guy who coached the Giants back in the day? It was the the badass guy? Are you talking Bill Parcells? Bill Parcells, yeah. dude. Those guys were making one hundred and fifty grand a year, yeah. right? So they needed the work, and they worked and they had heart. Like Dick had nine heart attacks while he was coaching the Bears, right? But now these guys, they're making as much as the players. Yeah, they're doing just they're fine. They're doing man. just yeah. fine. And they're not getting hit. And it's got to be hard to send a guy out there you think might have a concussion to go out there and play ball because you're it, safely standing on the sideline. And line. it is funny, man, because back in the day when we watched these NFL coaches. They were fat. They were out of shape. Yeah. And now you look at these coaches, they're in better shape than the they players. Look good. Some of them are good-looking guys, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, except your Giants coach, and I love him for that. Yeah. He's yeah. just a big tub of lard. I don't want my guy to be thin. Yeah, look at Sirianni, man. He's in great shape. Yeah, man. They wear those yeah. tight pants. Yeah. <laughs> Referees, too, by the way, for some strange reason, I've seem to be getting in themselves shape. in good shape, bro. Great shape. Uh, look, we get back. We'll do a thing called You Think You Have a Pass. You think you've got it bad. I don't think we have a bad. Oxfam, I don't know what that is, has once again released startling figures on equality to mark the opening of the World Economic Forum. We weren't invited. Uh, this is in Davos, Switzerland. I wanted to go to the World Economic Forum. Imagine how boring that is. Yeah. Just a bunch of boring people up on stage doing boring things. I can imagine even the after parties are just boring. (laughs) Over the last two years, two-thirds of all new wealth created has gone to the richest 1% of the world's population, up from an average of around 50% over the last decade. The anti-poverty group says it's survival of the richest. Can I say just leave the 1% alone? These are the people that are opening businesses and warehouses and millions and millions of dollars. And people are working. People get jobs from these people. For the first time in 25 years, the rise in extreme wealth is being accompanied by a rise in extreme poverty, with at least 1.7 billion people living in countries where inflation is outpacing wages. Yeah, I think we're we're almost there, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) We've done a real knock-up job the last couple of years. Uh, The Toronto Zoo. We'll let you name your very own cockroach after anyone you want, even an ex. Roses are red, violets are blue. Is there someone in your life that's bugging you? Like that. Like Give that them goosebumps this Valentine's Day by naming a cockroach in their honor. That's what the website said yesterday. Kelsey Goodall, donor stewardship and engagement coordinator for the zoo, explained that they started the campaign because they recognized that Valentine's Day isn't fun for everyone and were inspired by a few zoos in the U.S. that have held similar fundraisers. In order to name the cockroach, you must first donate $25 to the zoo. On top of uh, the donors being able to name the cockroach, however, 
Uh, they will also receive a digital certificate personalized with the name of the cockroach, a shareable digital graphic, and a full charitable tax receipt. The donations will go to the zoo's conservation efforts, uh, which includes saving wildlife and research on endangered species. Now, do you crush the cockroach when you're done with it? Huh? You just step on that thing and I mean, you go, hey, the, take that, Becky. So I guess the cockroaches live at the zoo? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're just going to like a ghetto apartment. Yeah, like a really bad zoo where there's... Yeah, like a real dirty house. Everywhere. And you're just like, oh, look at all the cockroaches. I'm going to name it after you. Um, that's like a... You remember those commercials where you could buy someone like a star? Yeah, I think my... A star think some, registry? Yeah. I think a guy bought my wife a star years ago. Well, now there's one uh, on a bunch of podcasts I listen to. It's a commercial where you can buy a... Um, it's like a it's like a six inch by like six inch swath of land in Scotland. Oh, okay. So you can be your own yeah. landowner sure. in Scotland. Yeah. And uh, now what they don't tell you is uh, it's just big enough so you can plant a tree. <laughs> so you plant a tree there, but it's yours. Like that little swath of land. Yeah. Now, you get a certificate saying that you're a landowner in in beautiful Scotland. Yeah, nah, baby, I got land all over the world. Yeah, a little in Scotland. Uh, a fire department in Idaho was called out to rescue a dog from high uh, in a treetop after it attempted to catch a squirrel went haywire. The fire department posted a hilarious photo of the dog balancing on a branch over the weekend. Uh, the quote is, well, definitely not a cat in the tree. Uh, the fire department responded to the dog stuck in a tree. Uh, after much coaxing, uh, the canine was brought safely to the ground. Perhaps he will not be so persistent next time in chasing squirrels, said the dog's owner, uh, Christine Danner. She revealed Izzy was never even close to catching the squirrel, but she was re- relieved um, by the uh, the firefighters coming so quickly and being able to rescue Izzy. Though firefighters often uh, are associated with rescuing cats from trees, whether they'll actually do so depends on the department and circumstances. Last year, a cat named Hank in Washington, D.C. made headlines after being stuck in a 60-foot tree for five days. In Hank's case, the city fire department said, yeah, we were not going to do that. Did that cat get down? Don't you think that cat would be able to get down out of that I guess that it gets tree? to the point where they get so high, they get freaked out. So that guy, yeah, okay. Because yeah. he keeps going and going and going, and then all of a sudden the, the dumb cat's like, yeah. oh, dogs are just dumb. Like, the dog just ran and ran and ran. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm on a tree. Yeah, now I'm stuck in a bush. Now I'm stuck Probably in a dumb tree. Feet up. But this is kind of interesting. It's that it's up to the fire department. Like, in D.C., they were like, no, we're not going to get that stupid cat out yeah, of the tree. It was there that, for six days. Of course, because you're for the family where your family burns to death because the fire pumper truck with the ladder on it is stuck getting a, tr- a cat out I'll of the tree. I'll be honest, If I'm a firefighter, I'm definitely going to rescue a dog more than a cat. Sure. Uh, leave the cat in the tree. A dog, though, I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm climbing the tree myself it's got to nine save that lives. dog. Jump for it, will you? Uh, there you go. Those people, they have it bad. You, not so much. Well, I think my neighbor was trying to do something good yesterday for Martin Luther King Day. I did nothing. I went home. I uh, We ended up going to breakfast with the family. My kids did nothing at all about Martin Luther King Day, other than they were home all day just bothering me and the wife. Uh, I... Purged our house of okay. of stuff. In yes, honor, we're in the sure. we're in the big we're still in the big just cleaning mode. Yeah. So I switched out uh, bedrooms. You know, guys. So you know that was that was how I honored the great Martin Luther King. I forget he does this every year. Now he takes his kid out. It, he has his kid pick up trash in the uh, in the neighborhood. I remember he did I this. Like he did this last year. Yeah, I said, listen, man. I said that's kind of a cool thing that you do. If you don't mind, why don't you get all the kids involved? Because you know, get them all out there in a chain gang picking up trash on the side of yeah. The- on the side of the uh, you how know, much the trash you have in your neighborhood? Not that much. I mean, yeah, it, I was gonna say, yeah. I, I mean, the kid's not that busy. No, that's right. I'm like, there's not a lot of trash out there, but I guess he has them going out there and doing something. Whatever you choose, you can do it. But I think it's also his own little thing. Like he's like, you know, I don't want the other kids in the neighborhood. I want my kid to do it. You know, this is my idea. But then I'm watching too. So his kid, his kid's picking up trash on the side of the road. But Dad is in the car following behind with the hazards <laughs> like, on. Like Mickey while Rocky's Just running? Just like Mickey, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think you're, listen, you're doing a great thing. I get it. Your kid's doing something on Martin Luther King. Yeah. He's picked up trash in the neighborhood. I get it. Now, Dad doesn't want to do cardio. But I think you're losing some of the bonding you should be having there with your kid yeah. if you're doing some of it. Like, 
He's just he's on his phone and he's just following behind, just slowly down the street. I'm like, hey, listen, you're doing a great thing. I like that. I think you're missing out on the togetherness you could have with your with your child there. I don't get some of my neighbors, man. Like it happens, especially yesterday. True, it was trash day. It was windy in the morning, so like some trash may blow off someone's trash can. And you know, we live. If you look in front of my house, I don't have neighbors across the street. I have woods. Yeah. So trash will blow up into the trees and stuff. And I'll walk over and just pick it up and then just throw it in my trash can. But I watch some of the neighbors, like, walk their dogs and stuff. They'll, like, walk over trash yeah, that's yeah. on the ground. And I'm like, this is our neighborhood. Yeah. Pick it up. You need this kid. That's what you need. Next Martin Luther yeah. King Day, I'm going to send him and all my kids over to your house. Like, I'm like, hey, man, like, like, don't you want to clean up? Like, you just walked over a piece of trash. You I could easily too. just pick it up. I do it, too. I know there's trash that blows, like, around my trash can. It's not my pick it up, you know? It matters. I have a, um, a limit. Because uh, I know I had something blow out of my trash can, but it blew three houses down. <laughs> now, two houses, I'll go get it. Yeah. Three houses. It's not your problem. Not my problem anymore. Yeah. At that yeah. point, Mother Nature took it, and now she owns it. Yeah. I do that with leaves. I just blow leaves <laughs> into the middle of the street. I'm like, it's not my problem. Uh, I hate to be the house all the way in the end because it always gets hit when there's a bad storm. It's, it trashes up against the fence and up against their well, house. I'm like, well, you picked that house on the end of the street. There. I live on a corner. And the house that's on the other side of the corner, there's a common area that's owned, I think, by the development with that's like wooded. Yeah. So when I shovel all the leaves that are on the street, I just put it up to the common area like a big <laughs> pile. And I just think that magically somehow the neighborhood <laughs> will take care of them. Everybody, uh, thanks for your calls today. Always welcomed on this show. Glad we're all a part of it. Stay there. We'll kick off that rock block for you. It's 100.7. ZXL, South Jersey's rock station. ZXL Morning Show on a two for Tuesday. When you're smiling. When you're smiling. When you're smiling. When you're smiling. When you're smiling I'm over smiles with you. Smiles with you. And when you're laughing. When you're laughing. Oh, you're laughing. Oh, you're laughing. Mm, when the sun comes shining through. Shining through. When you're crying. When you're crying. You bring on the rain. Bring on Stop the rain. your side. Stop your side. Won't you be happy again? happy again when you're smiling? When you're smiling. Keep, on smiling. Keep on smiling. And the world will smile. You guys are rocking it out, man. I know. You guys are awesome. I love looking at you guys on my way to work. She was like, yeah, yeah, warming up, chick. And I'm like, I'm about to. Yeah, we're rocking. Hey, thank you. You guys are the best. How you doing? Yo, keep me laughing, man. You guys are great. Good morning. You guys are still there, huh? There you go. Oh, God. Is it my radio, or are you only broadcasting in mono? Joe Biden! This is the radio. That's a DJ. No, I better. Like, if you're yeah. on it, I would listen to it. Thanks, yeah. man. Getting up in the morning doesn't suck anymore. Today's show was brought to you by the letters W, T, and F. JoJo and Scotty. End of discussion!